to the Mainly Plants podcast. My name is Ryan Furman, and I am a certified plant-based nutritionist. You can find my website at mainlyplants.com, or you can find me on social media. It's at mainlyplants, or you can email me, ryan at mainlyplants.com. So let's get right into it. I wanted to talk about some questions that I've gotten from listeners, uh, and then talk about a, a few other things that have been on my mind. Um, so, so first and foremost, let's, let's get into the questions. So the first question is what should I be eating before the gym, depending upon what time I go? Uh, so it's hard to, it's, it, it's hard to kind of regulate what you should be eating before the gym, you know, it, depending upon, you know, your work hours or, or what your job is or, or, you know, on your days off what time you get up, but generally, uh, the, don't eat anything uh, about one hour leading up to the gym. Um, it's it's it'll weigh down your workout. It'll make you sluggish. You know, your body's digesting. It's it's focusing a lot of energy and blood uh, on digesting the food. Uh, whereas if you eat nothing, uh, your your body's focused on on recovery and repair from your workout. Uh, plus, you're not you're not tired and groggy from any kind of of meal, especially if you're not uh, totally plant based. So, so my rule of thumb is eat nothing for an hour leading up to the gym. If you, if you kind of, if you need to eat something, you know, you haven't eaten all day or it got away from you or, or whatever, um, a banana, that's all you need. Bananas are loaded, loaded with digestible carbohydrates, uh, meaning fuel. Uh, they're also packed with potassium and the potassium aids in maintaining nerve and muscle function. So they'll give you enough carbohydrates and potassium to get through a, a vigorous 90-minute workout. Uh, the body doesn't store potassium for very long, so you know a medium-sized banana before a workout will help keep your your nutrient levels high during the workout. Um, so sometimes, you know, if I'm feeling sluggish or uh, generally generally I go to the gym uh, about within a half an hour after I wake up in the morning, um, and you know, if I have a ton of work that I have to do prior to the gym, it's something pressing. Then I'll go to the gym in the afternoon, um, and if it falls, if it, if the gym falls during my eight-hour time block, I do an, an intermittent fast for 16 hours, meaning I don't usually eat from the time 10 p.m. until 2 p.m. the next day. So if I, I like to get my workout in right before that fast breaks, um, or a little bit before it, and if I have to work out during my eating block of eight hours, uh, then I'll, I will eat a banana. Um, but that's on the rare occasion. So nothing, don't eat anything an hour leading up to the gym. If, if you can, <clears throat> the next question, what is my take on the, the trend, the new diet trend, which is high fat with no carbs or very little carbs, low carbs, um, and specifically high animal fat. So animal fats, uh, as well as highly processed vegetable fats can raise your triglyceride levels. Uh, not only are high levels of, of triglycerides a good way to get fat uh, in terms of storing body fat, but there's also been studies that have consistently linked high triglyceride levels with heart disease, heart attacks, and strokes. So the big issue here is that if these you know, highly processed oils and fats have been exposed to high amounts 
uh, of temperatures during processing, then a lot of the triglycerides uh, are get, getting dumped into your body full of free, free radicals. Um, if you have high, high levels of cholesterol, which, uh, you know, if you're eating a high fat, low carb diet, then you probably do have high cholesterol. Um, and a side note, uh, before any kind of diet change, uh, before you, before you undertake any kind of diet change or, or, or exercise routine, um, or, or even a consultation with me, I will strongly recommend almost, um, demand uh, for lack of a better word, that you go to the doctor and get uh, a full panel of blood work done. You should be getting it done about once a year anyway. Um, but if, if you haven't gotten it done, then you need to do it. Uh, get your uh, full cholesterol level. Um, if you are a, uh, a man, then get your testosterone levels because they start to tend to drop off uh, around 30 years old, give or take uh, you know, a couple years. Um, as well as a full micronutrient panel, so you can see what you're deficient in, if, if anything. So anyway, um, again, if you're eating a high-fat, low-carb diet, you probably have high cholesterol, then you need to be worried about your <clears throat> your HSCRP levels, which is uh, a primary marker of inflammation in your body. So in other words, no matter how healthy uh, or how many healthy fats you're eating, uh, those fats may actually come back to bite you in the ass if you're creating high inflammation from too much exercise, uh, not enough sleep, exposure to you know toxins, pollutants, free radicals, or even if you have a high stress lifestyle, you know if you have a, a demanding job or you're a parent, that can be stressful. Uh, th those are things that you need to watch out for. Um, so, um, along with that, your free ranging glucose molecules in the bloodstream can adhere to cholesterol particles and cause those particles to remain in the bloodstream for long periods of time, since your liver can't really properly process cholesterol when it has that glucose molecule attached to it. So the longer cholesterol circulates in your bloodstream, the higher the likelihood uh, that it digs its way into your endothelial walls. Um, if you've seen Forks Over Knives, and if you haven't, then I strongly recommend it, you'll remember that uh, animation of, of your endothelial walls in the bloodstream uh, which become damaged over time depending upon your diet um, so that 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 uh, that digging into its into your endothelial walls uh, can potentially contribute to atherosclerosis or plaque formation um, and plaque formation can lead to more serious complications <clears throat> so this is kind of why it's so dangerous to eat a high fat diet but to also have, you know, your, your, your cheap snacks, you know, your, that, that, that dark chocolate bar that you have over at nighttime or, or whatever. Um, if you have, you know, a little too much wine, especially red wine, or have whole cheat days, you know, with that pizza, pasta, uh, ice cream, all those things that you would normally not eat, um, that can create uh, more of a problem. So if you're going to eat a high-fat diet, then you need to ensure that your your fasted blood glucose levels, meaning that when you go get your your blood tests, um, you you're, you need to fast. Uh, I believe it's from the night before, uh, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, you need to make sure that those those blood glucose levels are staying around the 70 to 90 range. They'll give you a number, and it should be within that 70 to 90 range. And your hemoglobin A1C 
which is uh, a three-month snapshot of your glucose levels, is staying below 5.5. If, if it's not, then your high-fat diet could actually be significantly hurting you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, carbohydrates are necessary for the conversion uh, of the inactive thyroid hormone to the active thyroid hormone. And if you're on extremely strict low, strictly low carbohydrate diet, then you may be limiting that conversion. So your, your TH, TSH, meaning your thyroid stimulating hormone, is what tells your thyroid gland to release more hormone. Uh, again, it's recommended that you get your hormones tested when you get your blood work. Um, so your TSH rises when your thyroid gland is underactive uh, or your conversion of inactive to active thyroid hormone is inadequate. So a high TSH means that the pituitary gland is releasing its hormone to try to get the thyroid, horm thyroid gland to respond and produce more hormones. Uh, so because of the inadequate, inadequate carbohydrate uh, consumption, the TSH will often elevate in a high-fat, low-carb person, uh, indicating that there's a potential for a long-term thyroid uh, and metabolic damage. So you're, if, if, you're, if you are eating a high-fat, low-carb diet, um, it, should, it should not include, or no, it should include thyroid-supporting foods, uh, which are rich in iodine and selenium. Um, so examples of that, um, Brazil nuts, as well as a few other types of nuts, uh, but more importantly, sea vegetables. Um, seaweed is a great, um, it's a great food uh, for more than just this. But that high iodine selenium content um, is needed if you're going to do that high fat, low carb diet. Um, and you should also time the carbohydrate intake properly, uh, meaning right before, during, or after your workout. So that's when your body needs that, that fuel the most. Um, and it's going to be less likely to, to spike your blood glucose levels. So I know there's a lot of information in that. Um, you know, I try not to get too technical, but unfortunately, in order to properly answer that question, uh, you have to paint a, paint a picture of, of everything and uh, it's necessary. So we listen to it. If you are on that high fat, low carb diet, make sure you understand those concepts. If you don't, uh, if you still have questions, please, please email me, ryan at mainlyplants.com. I'm happy to go over it with you and answer the questions that you have. Yeah, it's very important that you that you don't just jump into this diet without knowing exactly what you need to do. <clears throat> Having said that, I don't really believe in diets like that. I think you need uh, more of a, uh, a whole foods plant-based approach. Um, and, and on that whole foods plant-based diet, uh, you don't really need to worry about, about timing certain things as strictly as as if you are on a very specific diet. Um, so the next question is, what are some of the biggest mistakes people make when switching over to a mainly plants diet <clears throat> that can negate many of the benefits of a mainly plants diet or a plant-based diet? <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, it's like 90 degrees here in Arizona and everything's blooming and the allergies have started worse than they've been in years. <clears throat> so you'll hear me drinking water and uh, maybe sniffling, coughing a little bit because it's insane here. So anyway, 
what are some of the, the, the pitfalls, some of the mistakes made when first switching to a plant-based diet? So if you go to a grocery store like Sprouts or Whole Foods or, or even now uh, like Safeway is carrying a lot of plant-based stuff, um, it's, it's tough to not get sucked into the processed plant-based foods, meaning the fake meats, the fake cheeses, um, you know, the fake, I shouldn't say fake, but plant-based mayos, uh, like just mayo or veganaise, uh, foods that have been highly processed, frozen, uh, and or refined. Um, because while they do not have animal products in them, that doesn't mean that they're healthy. It's a good alternative and you can, you can, you know, substitute them for animal-based products in meals, but you don't want to be strictly eating those. You need to have a whole foods plant-based diet, meaning you need to have a lot of uh, raw veggies, fruits, nuts, legumes, uh, all those kinds of elements in order to get all the micronutrients and macronutrients uh, in a pure form. When you eat those processed uh, or highly refined foods, a lot of that gets taken out and a lot of the, it's you're not eating nutrient-rich food. Uh, so you can't just rely on those. Um, also, eating a lot of carbohydrates. You know, there's a, a lot of people who make the mistake of eating a lot of bread to try and get full. You don't want to do that. You can have some bread um, if you, if you, you know, really want to. Um, but it's recommended, at least I recommend, that <clears throat> before any meal that you have, if it's not going to be a whole foods plant-based meal, you know, if you're going to have those processed plant-based foods or, or bread or, or what have you, uh, have a, a sizable bowl of salad beforehand. And when I say salad, I mean uh, two, types, two types of dark leafy greens as your base and at least six to eight other vegetables. And I recommend cutting those vegetables up uh, into about nickel-sized pieces so that within every uh, forkful, you're getting a variety of, of uh, plants. So if you fill up, you know, at least, you know, halfway or, or, or what have you on that, bo that bowl or two bowls of salad, you're not going to eat as much of the comfort foods. Um, so you're ensuring that you're getting your nutrients in uh, and you're not going to have as much of the, of the other processed stuff. Um, so, you know, when, when, when you say plant-based or vegan, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean healthy. You need to make sure that it's whole foods plant-based when you're reading the, uh, the ingredients on something. If you don't know what, what one of the ingredients is or you can't pronounce it, um, don't use a lot of it. So uh, that's, that's a mistake that a lot of people made. Uh, I'm guilty of it uh, because I didn't know when I first started five years ago. Uh, eating a plant-based diet, you know, nobody sits you down and talks to you about this stuff. Um, and the last question is, which veggies do I think are the easiest to cook with and what can be varied easily to offer taste variations? So there are, it, it, this is a hard one to answer because, you know, in, in reality, any vegetable can be cooked, you know, or eaten raw. Um, but if you're going to cook it, they can be cooked with enough variation, uh, meaning spices or, or other ingredients, 
to change the tastes, to uh, change the style of dish. So, you know, the, 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 the broad answer is all of them. You know, you can make um, quinoa into burgers. You can make quinoa into uh, a fake meatloaf, or I should say a plant-based meatloaf. Um, or you can eat quinoa, you know, straight, just boiled quinoa on top of a salad. Um, squash is, a, is another great one. Uh, spaghetti squash is a great alternative to pasta. Uh, you can, you know, do a fake meat sauce on top, getting back to those um, kind of processed substitutes for meat. You know, a little bit of that fake meat in a, uh, a homemade pasta sauce with, you know, fresh tomatoes and a little bit of olive oil and some Himalayan sea salt and, you know, some mushrooms or whatever you like. Uh, is, it's a great alternative to pasta. It satisfies that craving for pasta and carbohydrates, but you're eating a plant. Um, so I, I love spaghetti squash. Lentils are another great one. They're kind of like quinoa. Um, you can, you know, put them into a soup or you can make them into a burger or a loaf or just eat them straight with a little bit of, again, homemade sauce on top. Um, avocado is another great one. Avocado is is such a, uh, a nutrient-rich food. You know, uh, I like to eat avocado just straight with a spoon with a little bit of salt and pepper on top. But you can also make it into a um, type of pesto sauce. You can use it as a base with some cashews and some, some, uh, some broth and a few other ingredients, some basil. It can be a sauce, uh, you know, avocado and in the pit. Don't just throw away the pits of the avocado because if you have a, a strong blender, um, specifically I have a Vitamix I know can handle the pit of an avocado. Uh, the Blendtec ben blender is a great blender. I'm not sure about the Ninja blender. I haven't tried it on that, but you can throw an avocado pit. It's actually a seed into that with some almond milk, a couple stalks of kale, um, you know, some chia seeds and some ice blended up and you're getting uh, a ton of antioxidants and nutrients from that avocado seed. So don't just think about the meat with the avocado, but the seed is actually uh, packed full of nutrients. So, you know, it's hard for me to, to recommend just a few vegetables. I would just go for all of them. When you go to the grocery store, get all the vegetables, try them out in different ways. There's no substitution for experimentation. Um, and if you're kind of stuck, uh, again, email me, ryan at mainlyplants.com. Uh, I have a ton of great recipes that I've gone through. I have the nutritional information for, um, and they're all with whole foods, uh, meaning that you know all the ingredients that are, that are going into them. They're all healthy for you. Um, Protein-rich, vitamin-rich, nutrient-rich foods. Um, so those are the questions that I had for this week. If you have your own questions, comments, concerns, uh, please, please, again, email me. Uh, I would, I'll be happy to answer them for you one-on-one. -on -one. I'll put them on the, the podcast for you. Uh, switching gears a little bit. Uh, I... This past week, I was listening to a different podcast, The Adam Carolla Show, and he had a, a nutritionist on by the name of Vinny Tortorich. Uh, I, had, I knew nothing about the guy. Um, apparently, he's a big uh, celebrity nutritionist in Beverly Hills. And uh, it concerned me a little bit, I should say a lot of bit, um, because he was he was talking about what he would uh, recommend to people 
for, you know, breakfast and snacks and stuff like that. And a couple of the examples he gave is, you know, he would recommend to his clients for breakfast, you know, do a, an, an egg omelet, not an egg white omelet, but a whole egg omelet with some good vegetables in it. But then he said, you know, add a few strips of bacon, um, which, you know, if you want to eat eggs, that's great. If you want to eat bacon, that's great. But I felt that he was doing a disservice to people who are trying to get healthy by especially recommending uh, something like bacon. Um, you know, all ethical things aside, just strictly nutrition. Uh, you know, the CDC came out, I think it was two or three months ago, um, talking about cured and processed meats being carcinogens, meaning potentially causing or promoting cancer, which... You know, in the plant-based community, it was known for a long time, but it was it made it to the mainstream media uh, not too long ago. And to recommend something like that to somebody is is, in my opinion, along the same lines of saying, you know, go ahead and, and with breakfast smoke a cigarette. It it struck me as as uh, a problem, especially. You know, without without knowing, um, you know, what type of people are listening to the show, or, or who who's listening specifically, or what their diet goals are, it's ir- I feel it's irresponsible to to throw that kind of recommendation out there. Uh, furthermore, he was talking about you know, um, as a snack or or desserts later in the day, um, whole milk cheese is a great snack. Um, if, if you're unsure why that is not a good idea, then you should be emailing me right now. Uh, and, and also, he's saying stuff about whole milk ice cream is a great dessert for you. Um, there are problems with this. And I feel, again, it's, it's irresponsible to, to be promoting this type of, of diet. So again, please, 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 do the research. If you need help, that's what I'm here for. That's why I give out my my email address. That's why I give out my, my social media so that you can direct message me. Um, you, it's, you can't just, just rely on the information that's provided to you. You know, you might have concerns or questions about the information that I give. Um, I encourage you to do the research. You know, there's there is it's not it's not anybody's fault for what they've been socially conditioned to understand about about uh, nutrition uh, going back to my my podcast last week but it is your fault and your responsibility um, to to further your education to read studies to contact a nutritionist because things have changed since you know we were youth and you know it's important to know what you're putting in your body so please 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 do the research and contact me um i also wanted to just briefly talk about um the word diet so you know some people some people understand but people are just getting into clean and healthy eating um diets don't work you know when you say i'm going on a diet um it might work for the short term, but it's not going to last for the long term. Meaning, you're not going to change your health for the for the better uh, long term. Uh, so, a diet doesn't work, but your diet 
is what is important. Meaning that a crash diet's not going to work, but if you change your diet uh, to what I recommend, a, a whole foods plant-based diet, your health is going to be astronomically better. So, so again, understand the difference between a diet and your diet. Uh, and just to wrap up real quick, um, if you are local in Arizona or if you're going to be visiting Arizona um, the weekend of uh, February 27th, there is a vegan food and beer festival. So if, if you're not plant-based uh, but are curious about it, it is a great thing to check out. Uh, there's going to be a ton of vendors there with lots of good food, lots of drink options. So you can see uh, how varied a plant-based diet is, how delicious a plant-based diet is. If you are already plant-based, it's going to be a great time. I will be there. Look out for me. Uh, I'll be wearing a hat with the Manly Plants logo on it. It is Saturday, February 27th from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. at the Phoenix Theater located at 100 East McDowell Street in Phoenix. Um, that about wraps it up this week. Uh, again, questions, comments, concerns, ryan at mainlyplants.com. You can email me also through the website, mainlyplants.com, or direct message me through the social media. I am very quick to respond. Uh, within 24 hours or so, at Mainly Plants on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, newly LinkedIn. Uh, again, thanks for listening. Tell a friend, tell a family member, uh, and spread the word.